0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. KJ, the Celtics have really been the story of the NBA this year, just how dominant they've been, even though over the weekend they did lose to the Warriors in a rematch of the finals 123 to 107. So, do you think the Celtics team is bigger? and better and more amazing than last year? Or do you think that there could be problems in the middle stretch of the season? Because I think that's the bottom line. It's only December 12th, and in the NBA, it feels like the real tipping off point for the season is almost Christmas. And this is a Celtics yeah. team last year. It really wasn't good until like the last half of the season. So do you think this is a Celtics team that can keep this up for the entirety of the regular season?
1: Yeah, absolutely, because the whole thing is just get out of the East, right? So do I think the Celtics are the best team in the East? Absolutely. Now, what happens in the West, that's going to be a different story. I think there are some other players that play. I think that Golden State game was just kind of one of those talking points. It's almost kind of like, I don't know, like if your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend happens to show up at a party and to prove that the new person in town isn't better. They, they'd look at, they're like, you have a nice dress or you look very handsome tonight. And it's your way of giving them kudos, but at the same time, you've moved on. So, and I think that's kind of what the Golden State Warriors game was, was kind of like, oh, look, the X is here and how is it going to feel and awkward? and And I don't think that's necessarily the overarching storyline. It's a cool one because they're the defending champions. And I don't necessarily know if Golden State's going to be the West representative. But when it comes to the Eastern Conference, Um, Yeah, absolutely. Because you're saying that the Celtics, if they can get past Milwaukee and Chris Middleton had another setback and went out of last night's game with an injury to his ankle. So, again, you know, it's the Celtics are are the team out of the East. And that's all that that's the only starting point that you need to have if you're talking about a championship run. So will there be slips during the middle of the season? Yeah, this might be some some people may consider this one now on this West Coast trip. It's going to be a pretty tough one. But, you know, I think this is kind of a test to see how this team can do out of their time zone, away from home, not beating up on the same Orlando's and Charlotte's that you're getting the creme de la creme of the Western Conference. How do you stack up against them to get a better measurement? So I see this this trip more as a better measurement of who the Celtics are versus who they aren't in the bigger picture, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, a couple takes away, takeaways. takeaways for me. Like you said, it is a tough stretch for the Celtics in the midst of a six-game road trip against some pretty solid opponents. I think Saturday's game for the Warriors was bigger for Golden State than it was for the Celtics because the Celtics yeah. are having a good season. You can't say the same thing about the Warriors. Steve Kerr said it after the game. This was a good statement win for us. The Celtics didn't really need that win. Like, I think it would have right. been nice if they... Uh, beat the Warriors but the Warriors played really good basketball is something that they have not played the entirety of the season so maybe it's the Warriors that do what the Celtics did last year and kind of come on hot down the stretch but the question for the Celtics for me is not the regular season it's the Mm -hmm. postseason and I'm not so sure if it's a given that they're coming out of the east because Mm -hmm. if Chris Middleton is back for the finals or the 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 postseason I should say I think the Bucs can still give the Celtics a pretty good run, but the question for me is what do we see from the young superstars from the Celtics in the postseason? Because that's what really matters, and that's the ultimate goal for the Celtics team. The good thing is, though, so far this season, the Celtics have really cut back on turnovers, which was kind of something that haunted them last year. Their turnover differential is way down this year as opposed to uh, what it was last year. So maybe it's a young team that's, getting better and uh, you know cutting back on some of those flaws. Uh, but the real test for the Celtics, I believe, is still the postseason. So we shall see. But let's talk about tonight's game. The Celtics on the road during that road trip, like we said, against the Clippers tonight. The Celtics laying 3.5, totaled 226.5. So KJ, now it's time to take all that insight that we know yeah. you have about the Celtics and try to funnel it into a single game. So is there an angle here you think that's worth playing?
1: Yeah, the Clippers to cover and to win. Um wow. My concern, yeah, here's my concern, is size. You got Zubox who could just sit there and scoop rebounds left and right. You have the combination of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in there. You've got guard play from John Wall who stepped in for or an injured Reggie Jackson. So you have different pressure points that the the Celtics are not used to seeing. That's kind of why I think they lost to Golden State. It's Golden State has multiple pressure points that even a Draymond Green bother you rebounding and steals and starting fast break is something you're not used to defending. So when everything, look, the Celtics lead the league in three-pointers made. But what happens when you have an off night? You don't have, Robert Williams isn't back yet. Um, it's still wait and see in terms of Al Horford, but your leading rebounder is Jason Tatum. And number two is Jalen Brown. So if your two leading rebounders are Tatum and Brown, and you've got a Zubox, you've got a Paul George, who's a guard with size, a forward with size. You've got a Kawhi Leonard out there as well. So the missed shots can be fatal for the Celtics tonight. So if they have an off night from three, I don't think it's going to be too much of a challenge for the Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to want to push them into trying to shoot as many threes as the Celtics can, because there's no way that they'll have a chance to get in there for second chance shots. And again, you know, when you've got multiple pressure points, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Celtics. Who, who, who takes on, you know, Malcolm Brogdon has been very, I think he's really kind of been the most, I have this thing I say about the Celtics Tatum is the MVP of the team, but there's someone, someone who seems to be the more important player. This year, it's been Malcolm Brogdon. Last year, it was uh, Time Lord, Robert Williams. Like, if you don't have Malcolm Brogdon this year, mm. you don't have additional scoring that's going to need to accent if Brown or Tatum has an off night, and they really haven't. But Brogdon is consistent. I think he's got to be one of the top candidates for six man of the year just because of the points he brings off of the bench. But after that, Marcus Smart can give you the assists but there's still no size and 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 that's that's my concern for the Celtics is they're going up against a really good team probably one of my favorites to win the west who has size and great coaching with Tyron Lue.
0: Yeah, the thing about the Clippers is they have been so frustrating to bet on just because We haven't known when Kawhi is actually playing, but it looks like Kawhi and Paul George are both expected to play in this one. Paul George coming off a game in which he dropped 36 in that win over the Wizards. And it's a meeting of two trends that are going in the opposite direction. The Celtics have hit the under in four straight games. Meanwhile, the Clippers have hit the over in four straight games. So I would imagine that maybe I would have a slight lean towards the under just because we have a higher total in this one at 226 and a half. Uh, But the Clippers, if you look at all those overs, it's because the totals were in the teens, 218, 211, 216, and 217. Uh, Boston has been playing much better defense as of late. Uh, I mean, it's still a great defensive squad. And then looking at the Clippers, uh, we know Kawhi is a great defender. We know Paul George is pretty solid on the defensive uh, end as well. So quickly before we move, move on, KJ? Over or under for you, Celtics Clippers.
1: Under. And what I found shocking is as much struggles as the Clippers have had this year, they're 13 and 15 against the spread and all those games without um Kawhi Leonard. So I like the under just because of uh the one and done shots that you might see from the from the Celtics from, from long range.
0: All right, let's go on to the Nets and the Wizards. The Nets length five and a half here, total 228 and a hook. So KJ, uh, the Nets uh, usually are a tough team to bet on because they're one of those teams that are a little feast or famine. Uh, but what's the angle here? Is there anything you are seeing in this Nets and Wizards matchup?
1: Right. It's, it's a tough call. The, the Wizards are horrible against the spread like 10, 14, and 3. And so that's going to say, okay, I could see why you would go with Brooklyn. They've got the more prolific scoring, but again, they can't defend. And the Wizards, you know, it, I, you know, it's this is a game it'd be very hard for me to touch. You know, like like that five and a half, like Brooklyn to be favored by five and a half, and yet there's no defense. So maybe I look at that total and go with the over. Um, but I, I yeah, I, I could probably only see over, the over 228 and a half. Like I just, you just don't know what Brooklyn team you're going to get. There's no um uh, Brent Simmons in there, and at the same time with the Wizards, you know, Kyle Kuzma showed one night. All and right, another. Hey, Jay, like, let oh me
0: tag God. in here. Uh, because yeah. here's the thing I think it's tough when you see trends and you automatically say, Oh, well, this trend is going to continue, right? Because not right. all trends continue on in entirety, and eventually, the numbers catch up to them. But the Nets have been a hot team, they've won eight of their last 10 games, and meanwhile, the Wizards have been downright terrible. Straight up, they have won just one of their last 10. So if you're talking about an outright winner, it probably looks like Brooklyn has been playing the better basketball. But like you said, defensively, some of these games have been really high scoring. Last time out, 136 to 133 uh, against uh, the Pacers. So I think for me, I would lean towards the Nets. However, it is a pretty big spread for the NBA, especially for the Wizards at home getting five and a half, but the lead for me would be towards the Nets. Let's go to the Hawks and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies laying six and a half at home. And uh, I'm not seeing a total on this one, but KJ Hawks and Grizzlies. Is there anything that would make you want to bet on this game?
1: NBA can be so tough sometimes. I would definitely have to go. I don't know if the Grizzlies, I I think Atlanta covers the spread, but doesn't win the game against Memphis. Um, They've had some key injuries. John Collins has been out. Um, What's going to keep them in the game is Clint Capella will be able to, you know, get some rebounds, but you know, Memphis has plenty of size. So I, I like Memphis to win the game outright, but I think it'd be closer than the six and a half. So I, you know, if anything, maybe I'd take the Hawks in the six and a half. Uh, plus six and a half, you know, I, I it'll be closer than I, I think some people think.
0: Yeah, it's a high number, but if there's ever a time to play the Grizzlies, it's when they're at home. Against the spread yeah. at home this year, the Grizzlies are 9-3-1, and one, and that's compared to on the road where they're just 3-9-1. and one. So the, yeah. the Grizzlies have been much better at home, and they've been on a tear lately. 4-0-1 oh, against the spread in their last five games. So maybe the Grizz or the play...